Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. Episode 15, Making Changes. In this episode, we're going to draw together the threads of our story by reflecting on the spider diagram we have completed and learning how to affect change in our lives. Let us remember we were created to have our crucial needs for love and belonging, value and worth, meaning and purpose, met firstly through our relationship with the Father. If we are not in the waterfall, with our God as the source, we go with our bucket to our own well. If we have looked elsewhere other than God, we've been creating idols and have sinned. Jeremiah 2.13 My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns, that cannot hold water. We have learned that our aim is always to get our needs met and we are all driven by the beliefs we have about ourselves to go to the source that we think will deliver them. It is these beliefs, deep in our unconscious, that drive our behaviours and choices and thus impact the way we experience our circumstances and the world we inhabit. As we completed the spider diagram, we took time to reflect with the Holy Spirit. Transformation happens when we make inner changes to the way we perceive and live our lives. So how? Well, it starts with self-awareness, a check on your spirit that there is inner work to be done. Let the Holy Spirit speak into where and what this should be. The tools we've looked at in the last two episodes, the timeline and the spider diagram, help us as the Holy Spirit opens up our understanding in the specific area He wants to bring to our attention. So that we can see and understand what has been going on for us. Realise why we've been going to the system. Recognise the beliefs that drove us there and understand the consequences to our lives. Then we can choose to make godly changes. A fundamental truth of travelling the waterfall journey is that you are who God says you are. The transformation starts with the renewing of our minds. Our distorted thinking needs to come back into alignment with the mind of Christ. As we have identified through the spider diagram the lies we have believed about ourselves, we now have the place to start this reframing of our beliefs, a process that promises freedom and a new understanding of God's perspective of who we are in Him. Tool number four is a process to renew the mind, led by six words that all begin with the letter R. And here we're learning the how of bringing alive Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Number one, recognize the lie. A lie is anything we've believed which is contrary to the God's truth as seen in his nature, character and word. Write down the major lies from the spider diagram. What is the biggest lie you have believed about yourself? Number two, repent. Ask God's forgiveness for living your life on the basis of this sinful lie which is at odds with what God says about you. 3. Renounce We now need to break the power of the lies. We need to deal with particular words we have spoken or that others may have spoken over us. Words have the power to become a curse upon our lives. You will never amount to anything. A throwaway, thoughtless word at the wrong time can become the precept by which we live our lives. A vow comes with chains that may cripple us in growth and rob us of happiness. Speak out in the name of Jesus, breaking any vow you may have made, refuting the lies you've believed about yourself, breaking the power of words spoken over you, declaring you will come out from under the bondage of the lie. Believing the lie has been a habit and you will have seen from your work on the spider diagram that it has had a major effect on how you've experienced life. The lie will keep popping up into your mind. The more actively you refute it, the quicker it will receive. When it pops up, lifting up your hand against it and speaking out your rebuttal will speed up the process of killing its power. 4. Replace It is God's truth in his word that we need to make our own. Find verses in the Bible that speak the truth to you to combat the lie and replace it. It does not initially matter if you do not feel the truth. Choose to believe and trust in God's word. He cannot lie so believe what God says about you. Speak out the verses, memorize them. 5. Receive Work at being open to the new truth God is laying before you. Listen and read and worship, holding the new truth closely. Visualize Jesus saying the words to you as you imagine standing under a, the thundering waterfall of God's love, pouring over you and through you, washing pain away and filling you to overflowing with the new truth. Then tell someone. 6. Release Such is God's economy that where we have had weakness, God will bring strength. If you've believed you were unlovable, Watch out, for God is going to ask you to release his love as you are healed of this wound. Be ready to be used, for no one understands more the need for love than those who have not been able to previously experience love or who have been deprived of love in their early life.
The renewing of our mind is accomplished by exchanging the lies we have believed with the truth and replacing worldly thinking with God's wisdom. As we journey onward, God will be showing us where our thinking is skewed and where his truth is to be found. Deepening our relationship with God and getting to know his word will help us enter into his kingdom perspectives. This is all about learning to live in the waterfall where I am who God says I am. The truth is I am not less than anyone else. I am the child of my father, the high king of heaven. When this truth, that you are of God's family, the son or daughter of the king, a member of the royal household, created for his purpose, sinks into your being, this new perspective changes the way you experience life. So what do I want my new godly goals to be? Reflect again on your spider diagram. What do your choices and behaviours tell you about where and what you've been relying on to deliver your needs, to feel love and belonging, value and worth, meaning and purpose? As you look at the diagram, what is the overall way you have responded to the need in you? What stands out about your reaction to the pain? What have you done to try and keep safe? Perhaps you've withdrawn from others so that you do not get hurt, or exerted control over people and your surroundings. What have you done to feel good about yourself and to fill the emptiness inside? Perhaps you've been a people pleaser, or must have the latest iPhone, whatever the cost. Perhaps you use drugs, shop excessively, or binge on chocolate. Now, with your changed beliefs, what behaviours would Jesus be asking you to change? Choose a new godly goal to replace what you sought in your bucket. For example, if you were striving to become the perfect Christian and what people thought of you had fed you in the past, you could now choose to please God in your walk with Him. Then, working out of the new truths from within the waterfall and in the flow of the Holy Spirit, search for what God wants you to do, doing the right thing and not just good things, making choices in line with God's will and purpose for you, doing things that would please God, keeping your eyes on Jesus. How do we make these changes become reality? Well, this takes time and thought and exploration to adjust our lives, to break the habit of our thinking and the patterns of our behaviour and to get used to living out of a new place. There are steps to change. There are three areas to work on. By making a decision to live in the waterfall, the place that God intended us to dwell, we enter a new phase of our relationship with him. We can choose to believe what God says about himself and us, to draw our identity and needs from him, embracing kingdom living with all its practical implications in each area of our lives. 
Secondly, as the Holy Spirit reveals specific areas for healing and change, we can consciously choose new goals for our life in line with these godly principles. Selwyn Hughes used to suggest that our goal should be to live a life that is pleasing to God. And then we can break down this into specific areas which God will reveal to us as we follow his leading. And thirdly, we need to actively work on rectifying our thinking to bring it into line with God's truth. These three areas take time, work and attention to become the new reality of our lives. The outworking of these areas are the framework as we journey onward in the waterfall. God cannot act outside his character and the fact is if you're committing your life to him in the waterfall Romans 8 28 and its wonderful promise comes into play and we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. So much of life in the waterfall is getting hold of this robust view that God is good and great and powerful and faithful and his face is turned towards you. He needs us to respond to him and take all he has given us in Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit because he has chosen to use us in his story. Come on the healing journey and then you can play your full part in the kingdom. Choose life in all the abundance Jesus died to give us. There are still other tasks to complete our healing. In the next episode, we will look at the way to deal with conflict and to begin to understand the importance of forgiveness if we are to be set free. <laughs>